Yes, welcome everyone to Smoke Out with Shelly Nesche, officially episode number 32. You believe it, they've been flying by, that's what they say, when you're having fun, time flies. It's an interactive video show with myself and Shelly Martinez. You can subscribe on OnlyFans or Patreon. You can become part of the show, you can get on here and chat with us, ask us questions, participate, smoke with us, drink, whatever you want to do, you know, within certain parameters, obviously. Um, no cold play in the background or things like that. There's, there's some no-nos you have to follow. In any case, ShellySJSmokeout.com if you want to subscribe. You can also get every episode on video. And now uh, you don't have to participate. You can chill in the chat room or whatever, just do audio. It doesn't matter. There's many, many options thanks to the amazingness of technology. And here we are. How are things with you, Shelly? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing crazy today. <laughs> you know, first of all, I didn't bother. I couldn't be bothered to get even ready for today's show. So I'm literally wearing today's work uniform, which is this cute little number that I have here. It's kind of like. I almost wore the same thing. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I'm glad you didn't. We would have matched. It would have been really embarrassing. Yes. But, um, so here's the deal. I don't know if you've seen Stoner Jesus on my posts or whatever, but last week was it? Yeah, last week. It was so hot here in SoCal. I was like, dude, I remember last summer, a friend of mine, Mecca, shout out Mecca. She told me the best thing I could do for myself is get a kiddie pool for the summer. I didn't listen to her. By the end of the summer, I regretted not listening to her because not only was she keeping cool but she was taking the cutest pictures in her little bowl so the the time came the other day i was like dude i'm gonna get a pool so i got this really awesome pool from target it's pretty good size but um the only problem is is that like right now it's up but by the time the morning comes it's going to be halfway deflated half of the water is going to be gone so it's a little bit of an upkeep, but it's totally worth it. I did some shooting and some editing and some posting in the pool. So I think it's really cool that I can just, yep, there it is. There it is. <laughs> um, that's my new office, you know? And yeah. after I was done out there just doing my thing, I came inside and I started posting some more stuff, doing more editing. And I was just like, dude, I'm just not going to even change. I'm just going to stay in this because why the hell not? Like, this is who I am people. And it's so funny because earlier I post a thing on my Instagram saying my grandma used to always tell me Shelly's or everyone Shelly's always wearing a bathing suit since I was little. I've always been in a bathing suit. Always. There's pictures of me as a little kid. I'm like always wearing a bathing suit. So I think it's very true to who I am that I just show the world that I am indeed in a bathing suit a lot. I know gals out there, they're like, Oh, I just wear these outfits for my pictures. Oh, I can't be bothered. But me, no. That's literally how I am. <laughs> of course, again, if you subscribe, you can smoke with us. I have Rick and Morty again tonight. And slacking with the bongs. I've been using the bongs lately. It's just so simple to use this. I'm always running late, so I'm here like eight minutes before the show, and I'm trying to get stuff together. It's much easier just to grab this. I hear you. I got Dorothy Gale because there's no place like home. And to me, I prefer the bong just because you get that big old hits, you know what I mean? And I feel like sometimes my, my pipes, 
I feel like they get dirtier quicker than my bong does, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are listeners and viewers of the show, you know, I've been teasing guests, surprise guests coming up. Last week we had Wax. That was pretty cool. I was shooting for this week for a certain other person that we've talked about on the show before. And they hadn't got back to me in a few days, but they got back to me a couple hours ago. And they said they're good for uh, early July. So right now, tentatively, I'm shooting for July 1st for this person, which would be a Thursday night. Um, I'm hoping. If if Wax, say, on a scale of 1 to 10, as far as like people we've talked about and having them on, Wax, I mean, it, it was cool, but there really wasn't like, you know, a big horrific story about Wax or whatever, you know, not like other, you know, like Doug Benson or people like that. Say Doug Benson would be like a 10, and Wax was, say, maybe a four or five. I got to peg this person at about a seven or eight. I'm well, here's here's what's funny. Hold on. Let me just text in y'all real quick. Taco Tuesday talk. You know, I have to interrupt if it's Taco <laughs> Tuesday talk. Okay, so here's the thing. Subscriber there, there was a lot that remember when wax first came up, I was like, Oh, there's a lot I want to say. Remember I said that? And then he was like, Oh yeah. So when he said his reply like that, I was like, you know, do I, or don't I? <laughs> so I got, the, I received the energy from him. Like I didn't want to embarrass him. Yeah. I really wanted to be like, look, dude, because to the subscribers, I have shared a story about wax that I've actually brought up a few times, never said his name. And if I were to call him out on the show, people would know all the details because I said the details in the past yeah. and I didn't want to do that to him because I just didn't feel it was right. Like, yeah. as soon as I got that, when he was like, oh, yeah, like he was getting ready, there was just my gut was like, don't do it. I so will I did it. That he seemed to know a lot about the sushi incident without actually <laughs> to the sushi incident. He was like, oh, was I with someone? And you were like, yeah. He's like, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Look. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I know he had mentioned quite a few times that he didn't remember it. He wouldn't have done that. But here's the thing. I talked about this on my secret society. Actually, I did a video about it. Um, I said, you know, the thing is, is that he was on a date. So it makes total sense if he ignored me. Yeah. He should have just been like, well, I was on a date. Like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, I know, but, right. and like, whatever, that's fine. And so <laughs> what I did want to say, but I felt like if I did say it to him when we were, we had him on, I feel like he would have maybe asked more questions. And again, it would have given away when I've talked about him in the past, he has no idea what I've talked about. So right. I just didn't want to go there, but something that the reason why that whole weird sushi situation was weird was because 
there was a time I really, 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 really liked him. Like we went out on a few dates, like whatever. And there was a weird incident that happened before the sushi thing where I kind of called him out on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't kind of, I did. I at him and everything. This was years ago. So if you guys want to try to go and search for what it is, try, you can, but it's, it's, you won't find it. So that situation I was dying to bring up just because I was like, dude, I can have some closure, maybe some answers. Cause I really, 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 really liked him a lot, but it wasn't the time. <laughs> and the thing is, is it's, I'm not going to sitting here. I'm like, Oh, you know, next time he's in town, like I'll totally hang out when he was like, Oh, next time I come up to LA, blah, blah, blah. Like I was kind of like, okay, but it's not going to happen. I'm in a very serious relationship for a long time. I would be pissed, pissed if freaking metal Jesus was like, Oh, this girl I really, really liked a long time ago. We messed around and da, da, da. we're going to go out to have sushi at sushi stop. Like I would, it wouldn't happen. I'd be like, are you kidding me right now? So I'm the type of person that I don't do unto others that I wouldn't want done unto me. That's just how I live my life, whether it's friendships or work relationships, whatever. So I take that stuff very, very serious. And so I probably will never have that situation where I'll talk to wax face to face. And I had my moment where I could have done it. But again, the other things we kind of talked about and the way I was reading him, I kind of got my answers that I needed kind of thing. Like just having him on the show, seeing his reaction to certain things, vibing with him, hearing the things that the changes in his life and all that. I got a lot of really good answers because here's a small one just for people who want the cheese man. For those, for those who don't know what cheese is, that's Mexican or Spanish slang for gossip. Um, I was very shocked to hear that he was no longer drinking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably good for him. Um, and because that's kind of like where he is in life right now, it makes total sense why the connection back in the day didn't really happen because it wasn't meant because I was meant to be with somebody who medicates and drinks the same way I do and has that same outlook and lifestyle on it. And, you know, I had a conversation with wax when we went out once about cannabis and drinking. And at the time he was doing both, you know, so, and, um, and it's not like he was like, oh, this crazy drunk or anything like that. It was nothing like that. It's just based on this like deep conversation that he and I had about drinking and smoking. That's when I knew, even though how I liked him, even back then, I liked him so, I mean, we were at this tiki place he took me to. Um, it was just like amazing. Like it was a great night. Um, but I just remember after that conversation we had in my gut, I knew long-term he wasn't going to be the one for me. So I'm really glad I didn't sleep with him because we did mess around. I didn't sleep with him because if I would have slept with him again, I'm a stage five clinger. (laughs) I probably just would have been in this weird relationship with him. That just would have been bad. And I rather just look 
back finally on the awesome times that we had together and we were kicking it and just like two people and whatever. Of course I wanted to be his girlfriend, <laughs> especially because I loved how he has that connection with his brother and things like that. Because to be with me romantically, you really have to understand me and Danielle and that it's like, you know, even when I met, metal jesus i was like i hate to break it to you but my my soulmate's my sister like i know this like she's my soulmate and i think one of the things that really aside from qualities that i typically like in a guy i think what was really drawing me to wax was that he understood that connection with your sibling because not only like, is it, oh, you know, you're related, but you grew up in the same environment. So you go through the same stuff, especially him and his brother, same age. So it's like, when no one else was there, there his brother was. When no one else was there, there Danielle was. So I kind of feel that I just romanticized this whole thing with him because I was like, oh, and then not that because like his brother has a family and things. So it's not like I was trying to hook him into Yallop or anything like that. It was more like, oh, if we get together and then, oh, and oh, herbal tea and oh, and Danielle, oh. And uh, it just wasn't meant. So I always send him positive vibes and it was great to see him. It was great to hear what he's been up to. I hope he's still not smoking cigarettes. And positive vibes to wax, you know? Absolutely. Now, if you do go back and listen to the episode, episode 31, from a technical aspect, the one thing that got on my nerves was the, seemed like an extra long delay between what me and Shelly were talking about and hearing. Sometimes you could hear it, like a little bit of feedback here, like a few seconds later. It was an exceptionally long delay for, you know, this, but it is what it is. We do it pretty good, nonetheless. I'm yes. hoping next week, even bigger big time stuff going on if you don't subscribe if you don't i don't know what you're waiting for we've been here <laughs> i know i know who i hope it is but i don't think it's them but i you mentioned to me that you didn't hear from them it probably was gonna happen tonight so mm -hmm. i actually invited a guest and my guest just got here right now if you don't mind if he comes awesome. on all right here we go you can come in now <laughs> i was hoping for doug benson <laughs> he doesn't talk much he's a little shy but he's he's just here because he wanted to medicate and i told him we're doing the show and he was like fine you can put me on but he doesn't he doesn't like doug benson either but he likes you stoner jesus <clears throat> why wouldn't he <laughs> i was simpson characters would love him love me if they had a chance in any People case People don't know this is that Otto and I go way back. And when they saw him on The Simpsons with Homer and he says, Otto backwards is still Otto and he freaks out. That's not huh. the first time when he and I had some edibles together and we're smoking it up, hot boxing it in the car after the edibles. That's the first time he said it. So I don't appreciate that <laughs> when he was on The Simpsons, they try to make it seem like that was the first epiphany he had about it because it was with me, but whatever. Uh, after next week, if we do get that big guest, that'll be awesome. The following week, we have another free episode, the long-awaited 
and much anticipated screening of Home Alone. A little Christmas in July, if you will. That'll be awesome as well. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait. I know that movie's going to suck, but I can't wait. <laughs> it's an interesting movie on several levels. It's been a long, long time since I've seen it. At least it's an entirety. I've seen, you know, like parts of it as I've gone through this, the uh, flip through the channels or whatever. Um, you did mention something uh, you want to talk about tonight. Uh, a wrestler, former wrestler, Stevie Richards. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's why I write them down. So it comes up. Here's the thing. Good. The, re the reason why I brought it up wasn't because I sit here and I'm like, oh, Stevie Richards, and I think about him. It's just one of those things where I feel like <clears throat> quite a few people I follow, he must follow or vice versa, because I seem to get this. I mean, I don't know how it works, but I seem to get the same suggestions of like who to follow that I don't. I used to think that when people creep on your profile, it'll like suggest, but I don't think that's the case. I think that used to be, I think it used to be, but I don't know if anyone out there knows the answer to that, or if you know the answer to that Stoner Jesus, like I'm not, sure. I'm, not, I'm not sure because I remember people back when like social media started becoming more of a thing. I remember people being like, Oh, you know, I don't want to click on their profile because then it'll suggest me and they'll know I looked at their profile. Like, I don't know if that's true. I bought it completely because all of a sudden out of nowhere, some weird X or whatever would pop up and be like, dude, I believe it. So <laughs> I, I don't know what the deal is, but I get suggested the same people. And there's three people in particular, Stevie's one of them that comes up all the time. And it's so interesting because I don't, for the record, I do not know Stevie Richards well at all. I've been friendly with him, but I've never been friends with him. I've had conversations with him. We've joked. He's one of the people that I told you that when we would joke about the Barry Capricorn, the Reverend X thing, he was mm -hmm. in that whole thing. And we would joke years later, hey, we got to find him. We got to find him. So, like, I was cool with him, but I would never say we was friends with him. But what's so interesting is... And this goes back to why I don't follow people I hooked up with. Again, that's why I don't follow Wax. I don't follow him because we've hooked up. And I don't know if I'm, I'm a weirdo or whatever, but a lot of times when I've followed people when I was single that I've been with, anytime they post something, the first thing I think about is that I have this connection with them. So it's like these steps I'd go through. Okay, I have this connection. Oh, that time or blah, blah, blah. Even if I wasn't into them anymore, even, some of them, it's like, ooh, I can't believe I was with that guy, but okay. So like, but I still would think about it. I'd be just like that. So it always would go to the connection that I had with them. Then after that part's process, if I was cool with them, I would go past it and then I would see it just for what it is, their post. Well, when I got in a relationship, and we got really serious. I didn't follow a lot of those people because, again, I wouldn't want that done to me. And Metal Jesus is one of those people, like, he does not have any social media. I mean, he works for Skynet. So, like, he's very private. So, 
I'm just like, you know, I wouldn't want that to, like, I just wouldn't do that. And I've had people who I was really cool with and they would even say like, like, what's the big deal? And it's like, I get it. I get a lot of people don't think it's a big deal. I'm one of those psychos that does. I'm one of those psychos that would be pissed (laughs) if Metal Jesus pulled any of that crap on me. So I don't do it. So the same thing goes for people who I've had weird incidences with. That's why a lot of times I'll bring up like, you know, Maria or whatever. It's not that I sit here and I obsess over Maria. It's just that I kind of just set it and forget it. Who cares? And then like, she'll keep popping up on my feed or whatever. So with Stevie, whenever he pops up on my feed, I'm just like, what is his deal? What is his deal? Because there was this time where when I was back in OVW, now I've talked about on this show before how I didn't medicate until I was 25. I didn't smoke a marijuana cigarette till then. So this was right before, I must've been like 24 still. And I was abusing pills, not realizing it because I was just like, I haven't smoked a marijuana cigarette day in my life. I don't have a problem. (laughs) So I remember I was taking Soma's. That was my thing, Soma's. And we were at a show and it was after the show. And that's when I took it. And we were all eating after we were done um, putting the ring away. And Stevie was behind me. And I just remember talking to him, but then like the pills were kicking in. (laughs) And I just remember CM Punk was sitting across from me. And I was just like, you should give me your number. (laughs) I was coming on to him hard. And I kept seeing Punk because at the time, that's when sidekicks were a thing. And me and Punk both had sidekicks. So he was on his sidekick. And I just remember he looked up at me. And then he looked over me. And then he was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, why not? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, because we had been flirting that whole night. And so, uh, like, I remember we were taking the ring down. And one of the the steps you do is when you take the ropes that wrap or that hold down the apron onto the ring. So you tie them on both ends. So when we take the ring down, you got to unlace them pretty much. And then in the middle, that's where they meet. So I remember Punk. This is why. I was like, you should give me your number. He, when we came to the middle, he was like, oh, it's like we're Lady in the Tramp, and this is the the spaghetti. And I was like, oh, <laughs> he likes me. And I like him. So I just remember I was pushing hard. Now, mind you, the damn Somas were kicking in, which is real awesome because CM Punk is straight edge. So I'm sure I looked real good in that <laughs> when I, the Somas were kicking in. And then um, I turned around to see why he kept looking. And freaking Stevie Richards was behind me going, he was cock blocking. Absolutely. Why? And so the thing is, anytime I've been around Stevie since then, for whatever reason, I wouldn't think about it. It wasn't until like the last maybe 10 years or so, whenever he pop up, I'd just be like, what was the deal with why was he cock blocking because stevie never tried to hook up with me he never like whatever um another situation i have with stevie that i remember is we were in catering i was on tv already and i had been leaning up no one asked me to i just want i knew that i was still needing to lean up to look better feel better whatever 
And so I remember I was kind of like pinching my stomach, like discreetly, like to be like, oh, am I losing it? And he came up from behind me and he goes, you know, you shouldn't do that here in catering. It just makes you look really insecure and da, da, da. Now, I know some people could be like, oh, what a dick. But that was like, he was right. And it made me so aware. And it's like, oh, man, as soon as I leave my room, I have to turn it on. And it actually helped me to be like, oh, I get it. Like, in a situation like this, all eyes are on everyone. Like, you got to just, like, check your insecurities at the door. And that's how you're going to survive here. And I'll never forget after that. I never did that again. And anytime I felt insecure about anything, I checked it at the hotel door or I checked it out in the car or in the parking lot when I smoked one out because I was like, dude. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, I have these two totally different experiences that whenever I see his face, I'm like, why did he cock block? But damn it. That was good advice. <laughs> yeah, it's not cool. Cock blocking. I know. That's definitely a party foul. As the kids say. It is a party foul. But again, if I would have hooked up at punk at that time, I hadn't, been in Kentucky like too too long yet and I hadn't been with the guy who I consider my first real love yet so if we would have hooked up it would have been disastrous because I would have got my heart broken I know it and I would have been all psycho Shelly and I would have never had the relationship I had with the other guy who, cause later they ended up becoming like super good friends to this day. They're really tight. So if anything would have happened with punk as much as I wanted it to for so many years, it just would have taken away from what I had with this guy and what I had with this guy really allowed me to receive like genuine love from a guy like genuinely and not only that but it really showed me what I wanted because going back to being like a psycho um one of the reasons why things didn't work out between us was he was like well you know you've been with some of the other guys and you're still friends with them and it really bothers me and I was like, dude, that's no problem. I won't talk to them. I'll delete their numbers. Like, they're nothing. Who cares? And he didn't believe me. He's like, yeah, right. And I get why he didn't believe me because people in the wrestling business, it's like these guys who are like stars or whatever. It's like people want to still kind of like have them at, at arm's length. You know what I mean? And to me, I was like, if that's it, are you kidding me? These douchebags? Done. But he just didn't think that I would. And then I ended up moving back to California and everything. And that's what taught me that there are guys out there that do care about those small things like I did. Because I came from this environment with wrestling where it's like, it's like high school. So it's like everyone's hooked up at one point and you just kind of get over it. It's like, ah, whatever. And like you're friends with this person. And at one point they used to be with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your whatever. It's like very... <laughs> very common areas and people would think that like I'm like a crazy person because these little things would bother me but when I was with that guy it was like that proof of see I knew it I knew there was dudes out there that cared about these things too and that's when I knew never to settle for anything less than that and that's what I have now so I guess 
it's not that I'm like, oh, thanks, Stevie Richards, for that cock. It's just like, but why? Like, why did you know? I'm sure I would have cock blocked myself at some point. So, like, why? <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing for people to uh, to care enough about what other people are doing to interject themselves in whatever way. People do it all the time. Annoying, annoying bastards. That's what I say. <clears throat> um, I don't know. One day, maybe I'll get my answer. Hey, maybe we get Stevie on the show. <laughs> he might. Um, speaking of future episodes, uh, another idea we've been kicking around is playing games on the show. And I figured it should be pretty simple to do because you, know, you can share your screen or whatever. As long as the other person has access to the same game or whatever. It can be done. And uh, Shelly suggested Uno for our first game. Uh, I had to refresh myself a little bit on Uno. It's been so long since I played it. We had an Uno deck, but what we used it for was basically uh, you would guess a color, and if you got it wrong, you had to take a shot or whatever. And uh, by the end of the podcast, whatever we were doing, we were pretty fucked up. But <laughs> I didn't play by the actual rules and I've got, I don't know, 30 years. So I actually go brush up. So I'm going to make an ass out of myself, you know, in front of people. <laughs> I, Uno's my game. I love Uno. It is, we call it cutthroat Uno here because you know how people, when they play poker, they talk crap and they get real, like their digs get really bad. That's what we do here. We do cutthroat Uno when uh, my homeboy comes over. He lives kind of far. So whenever he comes over, we always go big. And um, we just talk shit to each other. Like, he has a, one of those wives that, like, she literally does nothing and is so entitled. So we go hard for him. We'll be like, oh. So it's like we do this cutthroat Uno. Danielle is a cheater. Like, nobody's business. And I'm really, really good and tactful. And uh, people get really upset with me because I... I'm very good at Uno. I'm not boasting. I'm just saying that's why they get upset with me. They they choose they accuse me. They accuse of me of cheating. I don't <laughs> cheat. It's Danielle that cheats. And then over time, people finally realize that Danielle is the big cheater. I'm just I have a good strategy. I have a good Uno face, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Have you ever played online Uno or just no? didn't even think about it. So when you had shown me those uh, links, I still haven't checked them out. I got to go look, but I'm just like, dude, that's so freaking cool. I hope this is like, we can make this happen. Cause I think who plays Uno? I don't hear anyone over there doing freaking shows like this playing Uno. We got to be the first. That's right. No one's doing what we're doing. Uh -uh. They're, uh, they're lame. You know, what's right. so funny um, is Right before we decided to do the show, there's this girl. She's really big on YouTube. I knew her back in the day when YouTube was not a thing yet, but she was still making money. She was one of those first people to be making money on YouTube. She's who taught me you can make money on YouTube. So um, long story short, she started doing this podcast that was on a YouTube channel with this guy who at first, the reason why they even connected was he did a YouTube video about her and made fun of her. Like 
and they didn't know each other. So she was pissed and it became this whole thing. So they had, they created this podcast after they squashed their heat with each other called frenemies and it's, they get so many views. And so I watched, I tried to watch like one of the first couple ones and it was so like, not for me because at that point they still didn't know each other that well. So there still was that kind of like, they were, they really were frenemies. They were like arguing and it was real. Like it was uncomfortable. <laughs> and you know, I know some people like to watch that. they like to watch people fight and, get into it and whatever that's not me like it makes me I grew up in that kind of environment so that's why I love comedy I like laughing because I grew up around yelling and violence and all that so it doesn't it triggers me but then over time when they kept doing the show it started doing even better and then they like became friends to where he like took up for her when she like messed up somehow or another and then like she's like engaged to his brother-in-law now but it's so crazy because I couldn't help, especially when it was like very negative, I couldn't help but be so jealous because I was like, dude, I've been podcasting forever. Now this bitch over here is being all toxic and all this. And now they're going to kill it and like money over here was like, gosh. And then it's so crazy because then I stopped being jealous because then we started our show and I was just like, whatever, it's fine. Like we're still not millionaires like these people, but it's fine. So I didn't care anymore. And it's so crazy because now they broke up because they got in this really ugly fight. And so now they're not doing it anymore. And I was just like, see, I'm glad that I stopped feeling so jealous and did something about it. AKA we started the show because again, it goes back to, this is hard work. You know, it's a commitment. It's not just like, Oh, no big deal. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's not just an appointment you got to make, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. So it kind of reminded me of how at first I was so worked up over these people, but now it's like, they're cracking because it seems like, I don't know, but it seems like from what, I've kind of heard, because I'm not really too invested in why they broke up, whatever. I just hear things. It seems like a lot of the talk is being about money. And I'm like, see, exactly. These people that aren't the most positive in the world, they're money-hungry people. And that's why I get annoyed, because it's like, some of these people do vile things, get away with it, but yet they're still doing whatever. And I feel like this has been the year that like, I finally have seen people's true colors come out and a lot of people have, but what's interesting about all this is it totally confirms for me that I got to pick and choose my battles because I used to be one that would be like, Oh, this person's like that. That person's like that. Like don't buy into it. And people would listen at first, but then they still buy their stuff. They still tune in. So it's like, what's the point? Because now, I've ruffled feathers here and now in my personal life, I have to deal with these things that are offline because I had the balls to talk about some things, but now it's like, everyone's like, Oh, enough time's gone by. Oh yeah. That happened. Oh yeah. Whatever. So long story longer, I feel really good knowing that I don't regret 
talking shit in the past, calling people out. But now I'm just kind of like with the wax thing. It's just like sometimes it doesn't serve as much as you would think. So you just kind of let it go. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, subscriber Lando has joined us along with Neil. Welcome. Lando wants to know we've missed so far. All kinds of stuff. Uh, wax, auto, CM Punk, Stevie Richards. Cock blocking. Uno. All kinds of shit. My guest. That's right. <laughs> um, I have something weird today that uh, I want to get your opinion on and other people's opinion on, uh, Lando and Neil. Um, I'm sitting in the parking lot today waiting for somebody. It's like a strip mall. It's like 15, 20 stores, whatever. <clears throat> this guy, I'm sitting in a parking spot. This guy comes down one of the rows and he stops right in front of me. He's in this Mustang. He stops. He puts his uh, top down. And he reaches, roots around, like gets a pair of sunglasses out, puts his sunglasses on, lights a cigarette, and hangs his cigarette in his left hand outside the door. And then he proceeds to drive up and down each and every row. Exactly like that. I'm sitting here watching this entire thing unfold in front of me. It's so bizarre. Each and every row, he's riding this Mustang, like a 50, 60-year-old dude, whatever. He's got gray hair. With his cigarette hanging out, with his sunglasses. Obviously... I, I don't know obviously what he was doing. He was obviously trying to be noticed as a cool dude. And he did like, I saw him like eight rows. He went up and down each row. And it, I've been thinking about it all day. And it's, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Other than trying to look cool. Maybe uh, snag some women. Uh, maybe he was like a scout for a sex trafficking organization. I don't know. It was bizarre. That, that sounds about right. That last one. <laughs> <laughs> or male prostitutes. Um, that is so, that sounds like some, some weird Beverly Hills, old man, rich man shit right there. <laughs> this, is definitely not a, this is definitely not Beverly Hills like uh, the place I was in. I guess my point is, is I've seen those types. They're weird. I think that's so weird. And you saw it. Yeah, I saw it right in front of me. He's a big production. He's putting the top down. He's finding the sunglasses. He's lighting the cigarette. He's got it. And each time he went up, each time he would go down the row, I would see him from that side. Obviously, like every other row, he was going the opposite direction. But he always had the cigarette hanging out. Like, <laughs> look at me. Did he, did he have music on? I couldn't hear. I don't know. But um, I, 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 I. Part of me wanted to follow him and see what the fuck he was doing. And just see if I could watch him go farther down the, the strip mall water. But eventually he was out of sight. I don't know if he got what he was looking for. I don't know if, uh, you know. That is so <laughs> creepy. <laughs> see what happens when you're hanging out in parking lots, stoner Jesus. They do some crazy shit. I once saw a guy um, in... This is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. He, a guy in a suit with a suitcase. Everything looked like he was a businessman, other than the fact that his, he had a suitcase sitting on the ground and he was screaming at his suitcase at the top of his lungs, just screaming down at his suitcase, berating his suitcase in the middle of the day. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, so weird. weird. Over 20 years ago, probably. 
Maybe he was doped up on something. I'd imagine. Did he have fancy shoes? Uh, yeah, the whole the whole suit. Uh, you know, on some like he just got out of court, like as you know, a prosecutor or whatever. He lost his case, so he lost it on his case. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But I have to suspect that drugs were somehow involved. Those those lawyer types led the cocaine. That's right. I bet the DA in the uh, the parking lot, but he was on some kind of drugs. Just Viagra. You know what it reminds me of? That dude when you're saying that I envision. Okay, so I totally don't know what this guy's name is, but like he's famous, and he's a famous like back maybe the seventies, but I saw him in the eighties, evangelist, and. I just remember one time I was watching the Jesus channel because I love the Jesus channel. Hello, Jesus fetish. And um, I just remember it was so odd. I can't remember how old I was, but I was like somewhere between like junior high and high school. And it was like almost like an instrumental music video. Like there was no lyrics, but just like this music that was kind of like... Bob Seger esque, <laughs> and it was this evangelist guy in his um, convertible old school car, and he's driving, and he lights a big old cigar, and he's smoking his cigar with his sunglasses, and I'm like, why is this on the Jesus Channel? Why is the why am I watching this? And it was like. He was, it was almost the vibe to me was like, if he was the lead singer and douchebag lead singer in some band and they filmed their video and he said none of the other band members could be in it, only him. That's what it was. But he was supposed to be this evangelist. And I'm sure I got to figure out who he is because I could see him in my head. So when you're saying this about that man, I'm Jimmy like, seeing, what was that? Uh, Jimmy Swaggart. I don't know. Jimmy Swagger. Let's see. He was the one that got caught with uh, his secretary was Jessica Hahn or something. He disgraced. No, it wasn't him. He was like an old man. Like, like he looked like, like maybe he like hung out with weird, famous. People back in like the seventies. It was weird. Who was he? <laughs> and ah, oh, but I just remember that big old cigar. And like, it's like, dude, why is this on here? It's it's like clearly being like all your money that you are sending us is going to this man so he can live this like life. And yeah. I guess that's fine and dandy, like sour candy. If he wasn't an evangelist, he if he was just some guy that sold something or whatever. Ugh, what was his name? Let's see. You know what's odd, though, is I am friends with Tammy Faye Baker's son, Jay Baker, who is a pastor. And I think that's really cool. Like, whenever he... Because I've always felt connected to Tammy Faye. I wish I could have met her. And I don't know. Anytime he talks about her, I'm just like, man, you know what? To Tammy Faye, man. God bless her soul. Because I am afraid of death, as I've talked about many times on here. And I'll never forget, Tammy Faye was, like, in her last, like, it. And I want to say maybe it was Larry King she was on. It was, like, one of her last interviews. And I was watching it when it was, like, in real time. 
she looks so frail, so frail. And she could barely talk. Like when she would talk, it was like this. It was so sad. And she was like, I'm going to go home to be with the Lord. It's okay. Like she, it was just like, I couldn't believe like, cause I put myself in her shoes and like, it was so inspirational to me in that moment that she was accepting that she's dying. Like, like, it, yeah, this might be my last breath. I'm dying, but it's okay because when the Lord's ready to call me home, he's going to, and it was just so powerful that Tammy Faye and the gays love her. You know, she did a lot for the gay community. And, um, I don't know. I just, Oh, Tammy Faye, but it wasn't her husband. That's what my whole point was going to be. It wasn't, was it Jim Baker? Let's yeah. see. Um, let me put shady evangelists. <laughs> I tried doing a Google image search <clears throat> for a televangelist with sunglasses and a cigar. This gave me like a bunch of Sammy Davis Jr. pictures. And okay, evangelist in car with cigar. Hey, that rhymes. Yeah, a lot of those guys they get to make a lot of money. In the the Jesus racket. I've been trying to get into that for years, but you know, <laughs> they won't have you. I don't have I don't have a cool car or cigar or I don't even know a pair of sunglasses that I know of. You're not douchey enough. You gotta douche it up, man. Douche it up. Give me a one eight hundred number. Run during the bottom of the or crawl across the bottom of the show. <laughs> Let's see here. Maybe it's this guy. Let's see. Images. It might be this guy. Yep. Gene Scott. Pull him up. Gene Scott. Never heard of him. There he is with the cigar. Yep, there he is with a cigar and a red beret. <laughs> oh, Gene. Let's see. I think I recognize the guy's face. Let me, um, set. Come on, where's the driving in car video? But that's the dude. Now I know his name. Gene Scott. <laughs> There's a video that says, Dr. Gene Scott, God's angry man. He looks so upset. <laughs> He was real old. Oh, wow. Look at Gene. <laughs> <laughs> you people, you want to send them your money? There's the cigar. <laughs> That's the kind of vibe he had, like in that picture, driving his freaking car. I think it was red. It was like a red old old school car. Look at his little captain hat. 
Captain. <laughs> Here's your money, Captain. Well, I go to heaven now. Oh man. Is this a real picture? Ew, look at that one. He's laughing. How mischievous. No. And that red beret. Come on. What is that? <laughs> He's a fashionable dude. <laughs> to say the least. Wow. There's got to be somewhere on the internet that video. Someone's got to have it on VHS or something. I just remember it was so like this should not be happening. He's on a lot of TV. Says he died in 2005, so unfortunately we can't get him on the show. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> now, sir, what what was going through your head when you decided to make this video where you'd be driving around like our friend Stoner Jesus saw this other man do? <laughs> Maybe he was channeling his, uh, his inner gene. Ask him about his financials. How you make a shit ton of money from being Jesus on the internet? He would judge you too, real quick. I'm used to that. You know those old man rivers that, like, if you were, like, if I was him and you were to say that, they go like this. You know, something about you. You wouldn't get it. Like real Shatner-esque, you know. You get shat on by that guy. Like, by Gene. <laughs> time left. I need to know your secrets. Spill them. <laughs> problems. He would look at you, raise his eyes. I was like, you just ruin it. And then he'd walk away. <laughs> Showing God's love everywhere he goes with that stogie. That's right. Um, and last I checked the, uh, the Instagram battle... We are uh, we're about 80 behind the show, roughly, behind Shelly's Foot Club. Get the official count. If Instagram will get it together. You know, I've been posting a lot of feet stuff lately, and no numbers have gone up. And I'm upset about that. But you know what I've been getting? Let me tell you. So... I keep getting people propositioning me to be my sugar daddy. These feet people. This one guy was like, let's see, where is it at? Here we go. If you be my sugar baby, I will get to... Send you some money every week as your allowance. That's a start. All you need to do is create time for us to chat and get to know each other better. And then I was like, join my foot club. Didn't hear from him after that. <laughs> um, my internet cut out a little bit. I don't know how it affected the recording. But uh, I was out for about 30 seconds. So. I think it's fine. I have no idea. It'll be fine, think- yeah. It's fine. It's this. Rec- it's recording, so I think you're fine. If not, you know what can I do? Smoke I mean, a ball. <laughs> what we can accomplish with all of this is amazing as it is. Tomorrow, 
I will be recording um, the video version of, I guess you would say officially it's episode one because it's the video version of the Wake and Bake, the new format. So I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, yeah. So um, people in the chat room, you'll be able to, starting this week, see the Wake and Bakes. And I'll give you guys a new one every week. Uh, or listen for people who get the audio only. That's right. Neil asked about, uh, why aren't you doing Shelly Live on VOC Nation anymore? Um, so here's what happened. So first of all, I want to say this. What am I about to share with you guys is not dissing VOC Nation in any way, shape, or form. It's all my fault. It's completely all my fault. And I'll tell you why right now. So there was a last, sometime last year. Um, was it last year? God, no. There was this whole thing where I just kind of felt like they didn't really push my show much. That's when I started joking about there's only two people that listen because it's kind of true. <laughs> Neil's one of them. And big time Bry. He's been here with us before. He's even been on camera with us. Um, but it just kind of was a lot. Of, and then when they told me that they were wanting to do video and it wasn't just audio, that's where it takes a lot of extra work because it was really easy for me, even if I was pre-recording so it sound better and not on blog talk. It was super easy. I could walk around my house just talking, da 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 da, like whatever. Didn't have to be ready, whatever. So it was easy. That's why I, w I committed to it. So when they were making it a thing that they really had this like vision, I was like, okay, okay going back to with that girl from YouTube when she had this podcast and I was jealous, not like throwing them ugly vibes, but just like, that's what I want. How can I do it? I was like, okay, cool. This is my opportunity. They want me to do video, then I'll do video. Well, it's a lot of work when you have to, you know it, producing it and putting it together. And the way that it was, I was giving them their files was through this like drive online. And for whatever reason, man, there's a lot of times it was just taking forever. And then my editing thing would mess up. And it was just like, there's times literally, like literally I've been here and my personal life is disrupted because I'm in such a bad mood because one bad thing after another is happening. So I'm taking it out on everyone. I'm not meaning to, but like I'm short, like, you know, I got short temper, whatever. And I would be so stressed out. And there was times on the, some of the shows that I had with Danielle, I'd be like, I just don't even want to do this. Like I've literally said on Shelly Light, I don't want to do this anymore. Like it's it just like, well, why are you doing it? And I was like, cause I made a commitment and like, I don't want to let VOC nation down. That was my whole thing. One of my last episodes on VOC nation, I went into this whole thing about how I didn't want to let them down. That I felt like I was being a flake, how, um, certain people in particular I didn't want to let down and all this and it was like this thing where I was just like oh it was a it, it went from 
doing a podcast out of passion to now I feel like I have to because I said that I was and it wasn't fun. Now, once I got into it and me and Danielle would start talking or whatever, I would get out of it. But it would just be I would drag my feet, you know. And so it's interesting because it was actually Neil. I had said something about I was having issues trying to get VOC Nation, turning my paper in. And then I finally did. And then some time had gone by and Neil had tweeted me saying, like, where's this episode? Because he had signed up to see the videos. So I wrote to VOC Nation and they were like, where is he logging in? Because we don't have any members. And then they told me that on their end, because what they would do is I would send them the episodes and then they would put the overlays like you have here, like, you know, VOC Nation and then the commercials. So they had to do a little bit. And I remember the first time I sent it to them, they're like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. You made our job so easy. So when I started to see them, I was like, oh, I get what they're saying. Like I produced the, the big chunk of it, but they have to go in and then re- kind of reproduce it with their brand. And um, so then... That's when VOC Nation told me that the Patreon end, that's where the videos were going to be, ended up being a flop and a lot of work. So they stopped posting episodes until they got members. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's been like six or seven episodes. I stressed the F out over. I'm over here freaking out. My life is totally disrupted. And I'm thinking I'm letting them down when they weren't even posting them I felt so defeated I was like oh my god they're not even they haven't posted them they're like the last one we post was in April and I was like (laughs) I couldn't believe it and so the reason why I say I'm not dogging them and it's my fault it's my fault because I shouldn't have assumed that these were like, I should have asked questions. Hey, when's this episode going to go up for the video part? If I would have asked that back in April, they could have told me that. And then I would have just, but everything happens for a reason. Now I have content to put on my, uh, Martinez girls, YouTube channel, everyone watching. I made it really easy. Just go to Martinez girls, I'll take you right there. Or sorry, Martinez girls radio. I'll take you right there. But, um, it's like, I have content for that, but I do like there, I don't know, like everyone has a different answer about the smoking marijuana on YouTube. So what I've been doing is, um, I put two episodes up already. The first two video episodes I did, and I just censor out when I smoke (laughs) and it's so far so good. Um, it's funny, this last one I put like in my editing thing, when there's little stickers, I just put in Chihuahua because a mini. And so I put different little Chihuahuas that would come up when I would smoke. So you can't see it or whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm just going to keep posting what I did up until like the last episode that I filmed. And then that's going to be the end of that like series on Martinez girls radio, YouTube channel. And moving forward, it'll just be more of like, what's kind of on there. There's different things on the, that YouTube channel from like years ago, where it's just like when it's not just me, like doing my secret society stuff or whatever, it's like a Martinez gross production. And that's, what's going to go on there. And I'm really excited about it. So 
that's what happened with VOC Nation. I send them, they, when I told them that I wasn't going to do it, they were really nice about it. They were like, oh, we're sad to see you go. Like, are you sure? And, you know, we always consider you a friend. And I thought that was really nice. Like, they didn't have to say that or whatever. But so, yeah, it just like, that's why I was just like, you know what? I'd rather just focus on going back to the Wake and Bakes because Danielle got a new job and now her schedule is completely different. So I was just like, you know what? It'll be good to just end it with that. And then uh, we do our Martinez Girls Radio. So that's what I, that's why I brought my Martinez Girls Radio back. I was just like, I'm just going to go back to that because that's pretty much what Shelly Live turned into. But we're missing segments we used to do. And I want to bring those segments back. Like Danielle had this thing called Cafe Danielle where she would talk about different things. It was like her whole segment. And in her statements, she's talked about a lot of really cool stuff. She talks about like mental health, um, you know, physical health, pet health. Um, you know, we even had a whole episode about the most misused words and like this whole thing. So I'm really excited to have like that back on there. And I think Shelly Live was meant to come back into my life, like the VOC nation to remind me of this is what I want to do. And like VOC nation said themselves, I have too many links. So it's like, if I just trying to keep it to like my stuff and then the smoke out stuff, I think that's a good, like there, that's where you can find it. The smoke out stuff, my stuff <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> and people too would be like like I had my friend Ashley Graham on there she's a model uh, fetish model really good really good um, interview with her I'm going to repost it on Martinez Girls Radio because that's the one I told you where I went and I got that like fancy mic and all this and then like it just sounded like we were on the radio or AM radio so when I was live tweeting the um, episode when it was on um, she was like texting me, like, I can't find where to listen, like where, so it was really hard to kind of navigate their site to like find where to listen to. So I feel like condensing everything and making it very straightforward for people. I feel more people will tune in. And it's so funny because when I put the fir first episode up, I told Danielle, I was like, wow, it's already at like 40 something people listened or watched it. That's more than the two people that were listening to it every week so it's already a success in my eyes of like good like because we had some really good episodes you know um neil thank you for the shout out in the last shelly live i think that's when i talked about the two people neil and uh <laughs> big time bry were the only listeners <laughs> It's true because no one knew how to listen to it. And that's the thing. And it's like, you have to make it easy for people. Yeah. Not to click, you know, four or five different things. They're just going to give up and go watch something else. Cause there's literally everything on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, whatever. Onto, onto just doing it my damn self. That's right. That's what you have to do in the end. And of course, the fame and fortune will come from this show. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Come on. Oh, yeah. 32 episodes. That's crazy. I know. It's It really is. 
And it's, it's so, when did we start? When was the first one we did? Do you remember? It's a good question. Would have been, um, I want to say November. Is that right? Maybe. Maybe. It seems like, yeah, it was like in the fallish. Yeah. Pretty soon it's going to be Christmas. That's right. <laughs> Here's the thing. So I haven't said that in so many years. When my grandma was alive, I would say that a lot. And like around this time of year, I'm like, watch before you know it's going to be Christmas. Because Christmas used to be my favorite. And my grandma would just laugh at me. She'd be like, oh, my gosh, Shelly. And then she'd be like, how many more days? And I'd be like, 100 and whatever. Like, I knew. And um, that's why I thought it was really fun when it wasn't until, like, later in life, even though it's super old, I discovered that claymation of Christmas in July with uh, Rudolph and Frosty. And they Rudolph joins a circus, this whole thing. So... I was like, see, Christmas in July. Just like we're doing Christmas in July. So it's so crazy, though. And people would always laugh at me. And I'd like, look. And then all of a sudden, Christmas would arrive. Like, wow, it came fast. I said, what did I say in July? Christmas is around the corner. Before you know it, it's going to be here. That's right. So you all start thinking about what you want to get us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put on the Amazon wish list for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we had to have a Christmas party because my whole botch, I don't know if you remember this, but I tried to do a secret society virtual Christmas party and only big time bride showed up. <laughs> but that was in a sexy um, snowman <laughs> outfit and everything. And it was a real stressful day. So stressful. Like I didn't even want to be on camera, but I was like, I have to do this. It's the secret society party. Only one person showed up. And then I remember I was trying to open up champagne. And I was like, okay, let me try this. At least have fun. And I couldn't open it. And I was squeezing it. So I was like, it was ugly. Like, it's kind of like on Seinfeld when the girl wants to be naked all the time. She tries to take the pickle jar off. Ooh, that was me. And I was like, God, big, big time Bryce seen me all. <laughs> and then I finally get it. And it didn't even pop. And I was like, what? And then I smelt it and I almost threw up. It was like a bad bottle of champagne. And I was just like, oh my God, I give up. <laughs> oh, Neil says he'll, uh, whatever broadcast, whatever platform you broadcast from, he'll be tuning in. Cool. Thank you, Neil. Thank you to everybody who subscribes to this show. Absolutely. So, started. earlier today, Stoner Jesus and I were talking. And we have some fun things coming for you guys for the Patreon members. So stay tuned for that. That's all I'm going to say. But it's good and it's worth your while. So That's right. And today's Taco Tuesday. So it's going to be a good night. Will I finally get nude? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Right now, I'm going to tell you. I'm just like blurt it out there. Yeah, go see. Because, you know, we got to get that... Um, that billboard money going. <laughs> if anything's going to do it, it'd be my nudity. Yeah. I mean, not billboard, excuse me, benches. Bus benches. Bus benches. <laughs> Every time I pass the ones that like have a number, I should call them and be like, how much is it? Starts getting some numbers going, you know? Because 
times are tough. You know, people are just trying to make that money. So maybe if you call them and you're like, oh, I saw your bench over here on Crenshaw and whatever. <laughs> right. In front of that dispensary. How much is that? 50 bucks. Awesome. See, as you're watching now, you're seeing the, the very first steps of what will be the biggest show on the internet someday. I know. It's going to be awesome. Doug Benson's going to be dying to be on our show. That's right. Like, no, Doug. You had your chance. You blew it. No, like, yeah, you can, but just know I'm not holding back. Are you okay with that? Okay, good. Let's go. You don't get to tell your stupid jokes. You know what? Here's the thing, though. Last week when Wax was like, what's the story? Um, I felt like telling the story like to Wax... It didn't seem like a big deal, but when I was like in it, like the energy Doug, ben that's why it's like the energy that Doug Benson had in these moments, it was like gnarly and I was very taken back by it. So that's why like it bothers me because, you know, and like, Hey, Doug Benson don't owe me or anyone, anything. He has a certain persona out there. He wants to push cool, but because I bought into that persona, I'm also allowed to have this opinion. And because I had these situations with him, you know what it is, is here's what it is. Okay. Now it's coming to me. Ah. So what it is truly about Doug Benson is it's my fault because I gave him too much credit. I thought based on the content he was putting out there, he wasn't like these Hollywood douchebags. He is indeed one of these Hollywood douchebags. And I feel dumb that I thought otherwise. So when I'm mad at Doug Benson, I'm really mad at myself. <laughs> I sure have to have a nemesis. And it's not Doug Benson. I may have to be this, you know, this guy. <laughs> Dude, did you see the video on YouTube I put when it was the behind the scenes of that shoot I did with him? I did. <laughs> okay, so here's, let me tell you. Okay, so... That was like the third or fourth time I've worked with him, right? So going there, and when he's driving me and Danielle in this car it's in the middle of nowhere in Calabasas, I was like, oh, my God, what if the reason why he has money to do this is he's part of them and he's going to sacrifice this right now? Like, I literally thought that. I was like, I left my phone behind. Like, no, I'm sorry. The phone didn't have reception. That's how far we were. I was like... Like what, like what's going to happen? And I really, tr I gave Valentino too much credit. I was like, what if he's going to sacrifice us out here? <laughs> and it's so funny looking back on that night because the first shot of us in the car, I'm like, I don't know. And all this, like, I was really frightened. I'm frightened. <laughs> I'm frightened. Cause I was like, We're, no one's here. No one's here. Like, this is, like, just a road and no one's driven by. He might kill us. So he has fame and fortune. <laughs> so I was really, like, freaked out about it. And then when it was all said and done, I was like, I'm such an idiot that I gave Valentino that much credit to her. And I remember that night, too, I was even like, oh, you got that them money, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> And like Danielle like broke her phone or something. I was like, you got that them money. Why don't you buy her a phone? 
but did you see yeah. did you see the pictures on like yeah when i was at the place yeah <laughs> so now so now that you've seen it do you understand why like a couple of months ago i was like is it weird people like when i put that tweet out because and i think that's the first time we even talked about him because i just never seen it at that magnitude before and i could sit here and talk about it all day but unless you see it you don't really get what i'm talking about it's a lot it's a lot it's it's like when, when you go into his house i feel like it feels like this and you're like <laughs> ah! <laughs> yes he's trying to be on brand you should understand the lifestyle they have many <laughs> but here's the thing <laughs> once i like liked him for a while we would joke like that. I'd be like, it's part of the lifestyle. Like, because I was like, okay, now I get it. And then I was like, dude, you not having food for us at the thing, it's not very lifestyle. <laughs> and so like, it was a thing. And like, I think that's when I kind of like gave him a chance more. Cause I was like, oh, okay. He just wants this like lifestyle. And being that I'm, he's not from California, but being that I'm a California girl and I am an actress, I'm a model, former wrestler. It's like, my duty is to create these moments in real life with these people because that's why people move to California to not just work as an actor, actress, model, whatever, but to be at those parties, be without the girl that's half naked with the bong. And oh my God, I got so high with it. Like I'm supposed to do that as a Californian that's an entertainer. So when he was like, like oh, lifestyle, this and that, that's when I was like, oh, the light, I got this. You want the lifestyle? Let's do it. And that's when I liked him because I kind of was like, I get it. And I was giving him that. But then, like, I remember, I think I talked about when we first talked about it, he was on Dr. Phil and I texted him about it because I wanted to know how real it was. It didn't seem real. And being that I knew him a little better at this point, I was like, dude, this is not this is not the real him. So when I asked him, he was real snarky about it. And the reason why I wanted to, it wasn't always trying to be like, oh, you fake ass. It was, again, I've talked about this in the episode before when, when we mentioned it. Danielle and I have done audience work for Dr. Phil. She used to date a dude that like ran the whole show. So there was that part of me that like wanted to know how genuine they keep things because I've been in that audience and man I've cried a lot like I used to go to Dr. Phil I know you can't get out to smoke so I would always have an edible and I would just be like holy shit what's going on and like like it was crazy and so I wanted to know is this real or not like with wrestling you know people like is this real or not I need to know or like in wrestling if you see someone and you really think they don't like each other and it's like maybe they do maybe they don't mm -hmm. and you're just like i need to know like that's what i needed to know and sean was just a little butthead about it so he can just kiss my ass because i am the lifestyle baby you didn't write a book about it though <clears throat> yeah <laughs> thank you shelly another great episode 32 in the books Thank you to Neil and to Lando for joining us. <clears throat> Neil says, really looking forward to the summer swimsuit virtual signing in August. Cool. 
Yes, I'm doing one with my good old buddy Francine and Alicia Tout. I hope that's how you say her name. I've never met her before. I've heard really, I've heard nothing but nice things about her. Um, she pretty much looks like a younger version of. Oh. And Shelly is gone. That was abrupt. Quite abrupt. You just get big stoner Jesus face in your face. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll give Shelly a minute <laughs> to come back. <coughs> and say goodbye to everybody. Um, as I said, it was very abrupt and unexpected that she was gone. And now she. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened. Anyways, it's going to be awesome. So yes, yes, yes. Just pay attention, people. I'll be talking about it. And we're going to have fun in the sun. And I'll have something similar. If not, maybe a two-piece. There you have it. There you go. I'll work on my outfits for the next couple weeks as well. Not that anybody. Just it's saying. summer. It's the summer. You need to show some skin. That's right. I'm wearing a... A winter hat in the middle of summer. Insecure. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. It's okay. Um, thank you, Shelly. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. <laughs>